When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard. Comes out to Essien! Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's Didier Drogba. And now Kitty in the middle. Drogba goes! Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on when you do. Stretch it. Chelsea 2 the And Didier Drogba has it. Drogba in the centre! McCoy just came to the ground and just pulled out. Possibly bleak as this. Welcome everybody to another episode of Chessie Hour for your Friday mornings. I am your host Daniel Soft, and I am joined by uh, one of our usual um, co-hosts. What's up, Shemi? Yo, yo, I'm good, Tweezan. Yeah, all good. New mic, new season, new mic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've had this mic for time, but it's just, it always just messes me up, bro. But yeah, glad it's here. But, but you're coming into the new season, you know what I'm saying, with new Vim. You're taking it seriously. You're dusting off your, your mic. You've got your mic game sorted. That's nice. Um, and we've, we're also joined by Chessie Hours official writer, Jerry Beatson. When your shit drops, people love it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they might not even know it's you, but when, when people read it, people love your articles. Yeah. Um, listen, it's good. To, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Um, yeah. uh, I, I feel good. You know, champion Europe. You know. Yeah. We're about, we're about to take on the new season. Listen, I'm happy to be here, man. Uh, Chelsea fans are going to be sickened in this season. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think hey, we've earned it. We've earned it, man. It's true. But what Chelsea need to do is sometimes we will have a win and we will come into the new season with the most confidence and we'll just have the worst season. We can't repeat that. We cannot repeat. Let me not even mention it just before the uh, start of the new season. But obviously the season's coming. Like we've done some pods during, uh, obviously that there's been Euros, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just good to have Chelsea back. It's, it's good to have Chelsea back, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm seeing Man United making signings. I'm even seeing Spurs making signings. And for a while, it was looking, it, it was looking tight there. And so far, 
we've made a couple of signings, but not necessarily what we're waiting for. Like last season, we had the here we goes. You know what I'm saying? Romano was, it was like back to back. Who's next? So far, Chelsea have signed, to my knowledge, we've signed Lauren James, Reese James's sister, and then that goalkeeper. I don't even know how to say his name. Marcus Bettinelli. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a foreign name, but he's a, he's just a, a local English lad that plays for Fulham. <laughs> Fulham's third choice goalkeeper, and apparently he's trash. But we needed the third um, choice goalkeeper. So first question out of the gate, and I, I know I'm kind of lowering the tone because we should be happy. But who do you think is a better signing, Lauren James or Bettinelli? This is so, <laughs> listen. I'm Roman. This is what you're doing to us. This is what you're wow. doing. To us. This is the content we have to do because you're not making signings. Um, but no, I'm, I'm messing. So. Are you guys worried um, about the fact that we haven't made any signings yet? We'll start with you, Jerry. Do you know what? I'm not worried. Yeah. Um, because we've got one of the best managers in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is anyone who can find a solution in this squad, as he's shown before, um, he's the man. Um, do you know what? Going into the season, I, I don't even think we need um, that much. Mm-hmm. Just some way of getting consistent goals. That, that's mm-hmm. all we need, in my opinion. Alright, uh, Shemi, what about you? Are you calm? Because I know sometimes people just want to see mature. They just want to see mature. Oh, I don't, I don't mind if you're not signing. Will you be livid if we don't sign anyone of note uh, before the transfer? Um, I wouldn't be livid, but I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Um, because you have to improve every year on year, man. You have to improve. And um, we've got areas that we need to improve on to take us to the next level. I think most Chelsea fans want to win the league. I want to win the league. It's been it's been a long time now. Um, yeah. We've conquered Europe, so that's done. So we need to conquer England, and we've got we've got um, we've got holes in the squad that need to be filled, mm-hmm. um, places that need that can be improved on. So in order to do that, sorry, in order to to achieve the goal of, of conquering England, um, we need to fill those holes. So yeah, if we don't sign anyone, I won't be happy. But yeah. um, I, I'm as of right now, I'm not too worried because as Jerry said, there's not too many that we need. It's like one or two, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, we we've got a month left. So yeah. I'm just I'm I'm still calm for now. Still I'm calm. just I'm just hoping that the board have learned from all the times where we've just been on the cusp of having a great squad pushing like for a dynasty, and that someone's let us down. So hopefully they learn from that because it's happened a lot. Yeah, it's it's looking yeah. tight. We'll get onto that later. But it's like I can't even be happy. Lauren James grew up at the club. We signed her back, but when I'm seeing that sign, I'm like, yo, save that money for Haaland. Do you know what I'm saying? Save, <laughs> save, save it. Why are you giving United money? But um, so, like, thinking about the week, at the top of the week, the Tuchel interview, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I feel like it's been a long time for, like, just Chelsea-focused content because all that yeah. Euro stuff, you know, like, I, I wasn't really supporting England like that. So just to hear Tuchel talk and the fact that it was back and obviously last week we saw the... Um, Tammy and Hudson and Andrew kind of roll in. Um, so that was good. But there was also um, some stories that came out. Now, this wasn't from what, you know, Football Twitter call a tier one source, but there were stories that, because I asked you if you were kind of like happy with the situ- situation and calm. But in that interview, Tuchel said he's calm. He said he's texting, check, he's texting Marina and that he's calm. But there was rumours that actually behind the scenes, he's livid. And that it's kind of similar to what's happened to what happened with Conte after he won the league and Mourinho after they won the league and they want to make these signings 
and just frustrated. And we've seen with like Tuchel in his past, you know, he's had a difficult relationship with the board. So I know that he said he's calm publicly, but do you feel like he's calm privately? And we'll start with you, Shemi. I don't think we ever know, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been out of the loop recently because I've, I've kind of taken a break off like, Twitter and stuff on social media. Okay. But I think one thing, one thing I will say is that, yeah, like we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. The, the truth will come out. Like things, if it is true, it will filter out um, at some point because these things, as, as you said, with Conte's, we've seen it with Conte. And there's other examples as well whereby they always do come to the surface. You know what's funny? So, it, it comes out yeah. if, if we have a bad season, the shit will come out. If we have yeah, a yeah, season, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll it never comes know. out. Yeah, it always comes out if we have a bad season. But yeah. um, I think and I think that's and I think it works the same way on the contrary as well in terms of the signings. Hmm. Like not every, um, even the Kunde thing, to my knowledge, I don't think a lot of us were kind of knew about that from the beginning. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It kind of just came out type thing. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't think we'll ever know. And but but at the same time, if if there is um any kind of like legitimacy to those rumors, that would worry me because just because of Tuchel's past and and just him in general, he's a bit of a fiery character. You, you see him on the sidelines; he's very passionate. Um, so if it is true, and especially what happened with, um, with him at PSG, so like if it is true, um, that could that could be disastrous because it wouldn't surprise me if um. If he if if he's if he's think that Chelsea was cut short because of that, do you yeah. understand? Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just hope it's not true, man. I hope it's not true. Jerry, are you worried? Not just in fact that the fact that we're not making new signings, but are you worried about another potential? Because look, we we got top four. We ended the season well with Lampard, and then obviously we got lots of signings. But that was like the beginning of the end for Lampard because he made so many signings and he couldn't really justify it. And like after Conte won the league. That was supposed to be a high. And it just feels like we're struggling putting back-to-back campaigns together. So, obviously, Tuchel, as the manager, wants to get in the difference in terms of the players that he thinks are the difference that are going to help us to compete. And if not, then he might be frustrated and that might lead to the same thing. Are you worried about history repeating itself? Um, yeah, I think every Chelsea fan is... is I mean, we've, we've all been here. Uh, through the uh, dark years, uh, it seems like we we go up only to come down. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I've been so jealous of uh, Man City's operation, is that they like after they win, they take stock and they look at their squad and think. Man, C- Man yeah, City is- are getting investigated for fraud. <laughs> by the way, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, bring those trophies anywhere you can. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm not too worried. The whole with the whole Tuchel thing. Um, listen. He's a great orator. He's a great speaker. He's been open and honest with us fans so far. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to take him at his word when he says he's had a relaxed summer. Um, he's had a few calls with Petter and Marina. You know, he seems like he's like, you know, settled at Chelsea. He was talking about like, how his family. Um, so we had a minor technical issue. Jerry, so what was you saying? You said that Tuchel seemed calm. Yeah, so he seems calm, collected. He seems ready to work. He's... The, the noises he's making about the size of the squad, he's not really complaining about it. He's just sort of, sort of saying, you know, we'll find a solution. Um, he knows, obviously, all these players can't stay. Um, and I think, I don't think he's had this, situa- um, this situation before, obviously, coming up through main, uh, Mainz um, to Dortmund um, to PSG. He had, I don't think he's had this this amount of um, 
resources at his hands before. Mm. So I think, listen, if you're a good, if you're a good coach um, and you can see potential in players, this Chelsea squad is a dream because that's what, that's a, you know what, we're potential FC <laughs> right mm. now. We're potential FC. Um, and I think if it was me in charge of the club, I'd go big on what we absolutely need and fill up the gaps with um okay. with the squad okay um so i think i think he knows that he's got a good squad this squad just won the champions league so he's not he's not too worried i feel yeah. like he's not too worried all right all right shemi yeah yeah you literally towards the end of what you were saying was literally kind of taking the words out of my mouth but yeah i, I feel like too cool i get the feeling too cool likes the squad um and i think from the outside looking in when you see how just the sheer size of it and how much quality it has in it i know not everyone kind of fulfilled their potential last season but I feel like um, preseason is such a good thing because it just allows you to kind of work with the players and kind of implement your style, and whatever, and just really, really focus on who, see who's like who's gonna make it, and who's not. And I feel like um, in this period, it gives him a, a real opportunity to have a look at the squad properly because obviously yeah. he came in, it was like a little bit of a rush. Right. So I feel like that's that's one thing I'm really I really like about preseason, like having one um, this year. And um, as you said, like the squad is filled with so much quality, and if next season. Um, hopefully some of them get their second season bounce whereby they kick they kick into gear. They will feel like new signings again. Yeah. Um, and I and, and a lot of my calmness comes from my trust in Tukul. Tukul is proven that he's, he's an excellent manager mm-hmm. and he can get the most out of out of the guys that we have, which we and we have a lot of talent in this squad. Let's not let's not let's not forget we have a lot of talent in this squad. So yeah, as Jerry said, if we could just get those just those just those one or two holes in there, yeah. then we're set, man. Honestly and. Yeah, I'm mean, hopefully those those summers of you know 2010, summers of 2015, 2018. Hopefully, just they don't repeat themselves. Yeah. yeah, Dan, you've been listening to us talk. I want to know what you think. What's your where's your where's your head at with this whole? Oh, you wanna you wanna be host for a second? Yeah, good, good yeah. One, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wasn't even prepared for an answer. You put me in the spot. No, do you know what it is? Um, for me, I think I'd probably echo what you guys say. Um. The only thing is, I just, I like the idea of a striker coming in. And the reason why I like the idea of a striker coming in, particularly, I think that we don't necessarily need one. But if a striker doesn't come in, I just see our attack being rotated the hell out of it. And yeah. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. And I hate it. And so it's like last season with the defenders. I was like, I don't care who comes in. Just let Lampard get his guy that he wants to play regularly. Therefore, there won't be rotation because I feel like if there's anything that's killing us, it's rotation. There's no stability. Mm. And that mm-hmm. happens when the manager's unsure of who to pick. So in a way, it's like if Tuchel gets someone, but he's not really sure of them, that's just more problems because he's not necessarily going to play them week in, week out, which is why I'm not a big fan of Lukaku. But in this whole kind of the behind the scenes, and you don't know who to believe because all of these IPKs, all they do is post emojis. And I don't know what the fuck <laughs> the emojis mean. I don't know what they mean. I don't know if they're telling the truth or what they know, but a lot of people are saying that actually Tuchel wants Lukaku, but the board want Haaland. And the reason why the board want Haaland is because he's younger and that's, that it protects the board. So they referenced Oscar and how he bought Oscar super young, but was able to sell him for loads of money. And obviously the older you buy someone, the more difficult the resale happens and all of that type of stuff. So allegedly anyway, Tuchel just said, I want Lukaku, but the board is saying, hey, Let's, we'll get you Haaland. Now, here's the thing. I'm sure Tuchel's saying fine with Haaland. But if, because apparently Lukaku's rejected us and Haaland's looking difficult. So if it gets to a point where Tuchel gets someone that the board's just saying, hey, take this guy. And then 
Tuchel's looking at him thinking, actually, I don't really rate you, then that's more rotation, which I don't want. So if you're asking me what I'm worried about, and listen, I, I don't mind saying I'm worried because I'm a Chelsea fan. I watch these matches. I have to <laughs> jump on these calls to do these podcasts. So like it's a part of my life in it. And I don't want to be frustrated. And I was frustrated by the attack. So I'm worried about the attacking situation, but I do have faith that it will be sorted. And I, look, Tuchel does bring a sense of calm. And I don't know whether it's just, because you know, sometimes like something will happen during a match and I forgot all about it, but watching that and we'll get onto the preseason match, but something will happen and you can see that Tuchel's frustrated, but instead he just smiles. In yeah. A, yeah, you've seen that, you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So what the reason why I bring it up is that he might be annoyed, but part of Tuchel's character is just to smile for it, but then in the background be annoyed. So so who knows? Who knows? But one thing I've noticed um, over the past week, um, and maybe it's because Mount isn't back yet, but is it is it me or is Hudson Odoi getting more love from the Chelsea FC media team? He yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, he is. But to, to be fair, though, when, yeah, let me, you, when let me, let me hear Jerry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry Jerry. They, they, they've been pushing. So he, did, he had that interview, that um, thing with Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. Uh, they keep on posting, like, the training videos of him doing, like, skills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, listen, the Chessie Hour Media Machine, listen, we're, we have far-reaching ties, listen. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Chessie Hour Media Machine, we've been doing this troll propaganda from 2019. Do you know what I'm saying? We've been doing this since 2019. Chelsea FC media team just want to jump on now because their boy Mount's gone. Look, don't step on our ground. That's this is our stuff. We copyrighted this trope propaganda. But uh Shemi, what was you gonna say? You disagree. No, 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 I disagree, but what I was gonna say that um when Suku came in and Cho was playing a lot, they were doing it then as well. Yeah, and true. then like when yeah, like and then when he kind of came out of the team, they just stopped. So they yeah, jump, I don't know, man. They, they jump in the yeah, way. They just, hot, yeah, they just they're yeah, shameless. they're shameless. That's, that's literally it. That's um literally. So the RLC interview, Jerry, you, you referred to it. I'd done a tweet about two or three weeks ago, uh, kind of, you know, setting the scene, saying that actually RLC might be useful for our squad. And the amount of tweets I've got back saying he's done, he's dusted, get over it, you're in dreamland, etc., etc. A mere two weeks later, and it feels like, you know, the, the sense of the hope is restoring. Um, so my question, number one, is to you, what did you think about the interview? We'll start with Shemi. And then do you, are you, are you harboring hopes of ROC, uh, ROC women father? I, like, I didn't watch the ROC interview, so I guess I'll answer the second question. Okay. Um, oh, man, it's been, it's been a tough, what, six years, the relationship with ROC. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been ready to give up. Not, not, not because of, not because of ability. Not because I don't think he's good enough, but mm-hmm. just simply because I just didn't, it doesn't look like Chelsea is the right place for him to succeed. And that's how I've kind of, in the last like since he's been up, since he's been at Fulham, I've kind of like just given up on just him making it here. And, and again, I, I stress again, it's not because of ability. It's just simply because like the, the game time. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. to answer your question, yeah, and I, I, I know we're gonna get onto the preseason game, but. He, I am liking what I'm seeing from him um, in that preseason game. He looks very, very sharp. And I do believe that um, there, there's a role for him to play. Um, because in, in my opinion, I don't think... I know ROC's best position is um, obviously that number eight attacking box to box. But mm-hmm. I think ROC's got um, a lot of attributes, a lot, a lot of attributes. And he's an intelligent player. He can, I feel like he can adapt his game to play different roles, yeah. um, in, my, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and obviously, talk about the physique as well of, of the guy. 
he's he's built for 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 any role in that midfield. So yeah, I, I feel like they, there's definitely a squad role um there for him if mm-hmm. he can take preseason by the scruff of the neck. Um, because I have no doubt about his ability. Then yeah, I think he can definitely force his way into the into the into the squad's thinking for Tuchel. Jerry, what are you saying? So apparently, the medical guys say after an Achilles, it's going to be two years before you're you're anywhere near back to your top. Uh, it's about it's been about two years. Um, what are you saying about RLC? And then talk about it. Your reaction after you seeing the interview as well. Uh, not gonna lie, I didn't actually see see the interview. Either. Oh, for real. <laughs> See, I, I, was, I'm the one I was aware of it. I was aware yeah. of it. But I, I didn't is it the one with Patrick Nadoy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it. Um, but I think in terms of Loftus-Cheek, he's like when he was playing on the Sari, he was honestly one of my favourite players in the Chelsea squad um, because that link up between him, Emerson and Hazard, mm-hmm. um, the streets will never forget. Um, and I think... He is a momentum player. I feel like he does need to build up momentum. So if you saw him in the preseason game, um, a lot of time he would get the ball mm-hmm. and he'd be so keen to like drive forward or, mm-hmm. or, or make something happen that he'd lose uh, focus and the, the, the touch would go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see he's got, he really wants some, he really wants it to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like what might be beneficial to a player like him is if Tuchel takes him to the side and says, listen, um, this, this he, in, you'll get your chance. You might not play all the games, but you'll get you'll get game time. Mm-hmm. And I just want him to. I just want him to have that. You know that confidence where he's like, okay, yeah, no one can touch me on the ball, um, and he can just drive like literally bulldoze us forward up the pitch. Yeah. Um, because he's. I feel like in those games where you want a bit of dynamism, the attack's a bit stale. That there's nothing really coming from the midfield. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he, he he can help us a lot. He can uh, with with his runs, he can uh, take a lot of the um, attention away. This is something Hazard used to do really well: um, attracts defenders, delay, and then uh, release the ball at the right time. Um, and he does similar. He drives into the center of the uh, towards the center of the box mm-hmm. and lays it off to the left. That's one of his uh, trademark moves. He's are, good are on the turn thinking, as well. Jerry, are you thinking about 2019 ROC or are you talking about 2021 ROC? Um, so I think I'm talking about 2019 RLC, okay. but there's for me that the, I didn't see anything in the preseason friendlies to tell me he can't be that player again. I just think there's a way to go. I think there's a way to go. Uh, Shemi, do you feel like we'll ever get 2019 RLC back? Um, I don't see why not, to be honest. Okay. I think, um, I, I think he's still got, he's still got. He, he's the same player well like in a sense that he's got that obviously I know the injury set him back but mm-hmm. he still has the same attributes in my opinion like we saw I watched a lot of Fulham last season and I saw glimpses of him mm-hmm. bulldozing, bulldozing his way through the midfield um, I think the game against United comes to mind in particular I saw glimpses of it um, yeah. so in short yeah I definitely think he can he just needs a run he needs to play that's the problem yeah. and he needs to be in the right in the right kind of, you know, the right setup on the right coach as well. That's important. Because honestly, I didn't expect anything. There's only so much you can do out of bottom club, relegation club. I didn't expect to see too much. But I did see some glimpses in some games of that, you know, that that PMP, mm-hmm. along with tech. Um, yeah, so. I'll talk yeah, about I think, it. I think we can. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'll talk about the interview since you guys didn't watch it. And for any of the listeners that didn't watch it, kind of pulled out your heartstrings. Um, uh, there's there's two different bits 
Um, RLC, I think the guy mentioned, and don't forget, Hudson and Doyle and RLC, they've done a couple of interviews together. That duo, do you know what I'm saying? Um, and then they kind of refer to the Achilles. They both went through the same situation. Uh, RLC was saying that Hudson Adoy, his kind of healing, his um, you know recovery was accelerated. And then RLC tried to catch up, but then that kind of delays was happening. And, and then he was talking about when he got back to Chelsea, he didn't feel himself physically, either like strength-wise or pace-wise. That's why he felt like he had to go on loan. And then it was talking about how he feels like he's always like, obviously he went on loan this season. So he missed the kind of buzz of the Champions League. And then how in the Europa, he was so close to having the buzz of winning that trophy, but he wasn't around. And he was like, he's basically just saying, cursing his luck. And I feel like he's determined to, to try to win a place to be around it. Because you can kind of sense that Tuchel is a, is a good manager. So Chelsea are, are likely to win. I think for a lot of people are likely to win something. And I think RLC wants to be part of that. But at the end of the interview, they did a, a Maradona challenge. Now, for those of you that don't know, I, I used to do this when I was a kid. You kind of do kick-ups, you go from a right foot, then you knee it, then you do a shoulder, then you head it, then you do the other shoulder, then you knee it, and then you do the other foot. And um, RLC took a couple of tries to do it. Even though the disclaimer before it happened, he said, before we started recording, I just did it. But you could see from then he wasn't confident that he was going to do it. Um, and he, he did a couple of attempts, then Hudson picked up. And what Hudson did, almost to, to make the situation worse, he did it in his first attempt. But not only did he do that, he went, he did the Maradona seven, and then without the ball touching the floor, he did it again, like the other way around. Then it went back to Ruben, and Ruben was like, no, I don't want to do it. But then Hudson made him do it, and then he finally did it. And the only reason why I told that story is because you can still see there, there's a little bit of a lack of confidence. like. Even with Hudson, I don't see the lack of confidence, but with ROC, I see a little bit of that lack, lack of confidence. And it's interesting because we'll talk about the preseason game later, but there was also an in-house friendly, because um, I think it was supposed to have another preseason game, but something happened. And so it was an in-house friendly, and I'm hearing all you're getting is feedback from the ITKs, and apparently Tuchel likes ROC, and we're seeing little videos of Tuchel cuddling ROC, but I don't believe that because I've seen Tuchel cuddle many a player and smiled many a player. That don't mean shit. But in terms of the feedback I got from the initial match, I didn't really hear much about RLC. I heard about Sterling and I heard about Hudson. So in terms of RLC's fight to stay in, I know he wants to stay. But I'm not, I'm not sure how it is at this point. And now I kind of want to move into the preseason game and just kind of get your thoughts on a few of the players. But in general, first, Jerry, we'll come to you. What did you think about the preseason game? Was it good to watch Chelsea again? Um, was you impressed with what you saw? Or was you like, oh, actually, it's not that good, but it's preseason? Um, so when when the, the teams were walking out, the players were on the pitch, I was like, oh, it's good to have the Blues back, man. It's yeah. good to have the Blues back. Yeah. And then I saw Ziyech mess up like three possessions. I was like, I was like, here <laughs> <it> again. <laughs> um, not... It was, it was an interesting game. Uh, I I always find um, preseason quite interesting because you're you're kind of getting to see maybe not the first game, but you're kind of getting to see um, who's gone off and done like work by himself, who's come back super fit. Um, you see who manager likes, what he's what formation he's thinking about. It tells you a lot about about the um, upcoming season. 
Um, for me, like Tuchel's first like four or five games felt like preseason because no one had any clue what he was going to do. Yeah. Um, but I, one thing I did see come through um, is that whether our players are fit or not, in the final third, our decision making is horrible, mm. horrible. Okay. It is awful. It's it's like it's generally so bad. I can't understand it. Do you want to like, speak how- to specific points in the match that reminded you how awful our um oof. so there was a there was a time where ZH had the ball at the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a pass on, and I think he decided to shoot or he delayed no, he delayed the pass mm-hmm. um for no apparent reason. Um, and the, the opportunity was gone. Um there was a time where Tammy was thrown goal, yeah. um, he should have taken a shot, um, chose not to. Um there was, I think there was a time as well where Pulisic um, had a chance and he, I think he just hit the pass wrong yeah. um, or didn't hit at all. But, you know, it's, it's, easier, it's easier said than done. These guys haven't played um, competitive football in a while. They're getting yeah. back into it. But these are the same things I was seeing last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think we have too many of those players that need a situation to be perfect for them to execute something. Right. Um, What's the like? So just quickly, we'll stick on the bad, continue Jerry after, but we'll stick on the bad, then we'll get to the good later. So let's just get the, the, the bad out of the way. So you didn't like, um, it kind of, the attack reminded you of last season. What else would, would you think is like a bad thing? From what, the, the um, uh, regardless of how well we do, I'll never forgive Marcus Alonso for the crimes he's forgetting, um, <laughs> committed against football. Yeah. So every day he starts in my team um, is, a, is a bad day for me. Um, so we we still haven't resolved this Emerson Alonso situation at left wing back. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else? Uh, I think we couldn't control the midfield. That was quite concerning. Um, I mean, Drinkwater was doing his best Perlo impression, spraying passes left, right, and centre. Um, but it was him and Gallagher that started, um, and they couldn't didn't have that metronomic effects. That to be fair, Jorginho's um, that's his, that's what he does. That's his mm-hmm. game, but. Mm-hmm. We literally couldn't hold the ball for um, ball for come back at us, and honestly, they they could and should have won that game. Yeah. All right, um, Shemi, what about you? So we'll stick on the. Right, what wasn't I impressed with in terms of watching that game? And listen, I know it's preseason. I know it's for fitness, but you can still kind of take learnings as Jerry's kind of outlined. So Shemi, what do you kind of gather from the game in terms of what you wasn't impressed with? Yeah, I wasn't impressed with. Again, the, the toothlessness in the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no one. No one's really clinical. No one's. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem. No, no one that started yesterday is really good at shooting, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and yeah, that just was just very unimpressive. So before, um, before we move on, before we move on there, like Tammy, it seems like he's out the door. Will you miss Tammy? No, I won't. No, I'd be lying if I, if I said I would. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. not going to lie. That shuffle against Connor Cody, Connor Cody had me buying stocks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, I think it was the last goal of the hat trick. When he slapped that yeah. in, I, I was like, you know what? I, I call my, I call my, uh, my stock broker. I was like, you know, give me, yeah, yeah. Give me, I, give me I, 5k I bought, of Tammy. I bought a couple. Yeah. I bought a couple. Not too many, just something like. But yeah. um, I think you'll have a good Premier League career, though, somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But you don't, you're not going to miss um, no, nah, so, I'm not going to miss it. So what did you think about his general performance in the, in the preseason match? I thought, as usual, he got into good positions. Mm. Vintage timing. Um, I thought his, his hold-up was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I think his link play was was decent as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that final clinicalness that was just 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 typical and just typical Tammy really like mm-hmm. um not 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 clinic not um just not what's the word I'm looking for just not decisive enough when it comes to shoot shooting on site that that chance that he did he should be shooting on site across the goal straight. Uh, I think there was a chance that Hudson gave him um that I think he should have scored and he, and it was one that ZH gave him I think with and he missed the header. So I think it was. Yeah. Um. So he should, he should have had at least one goal in that first half. But that, that's just what I've become accustomed to, Tammy. If um, and it's frustrating to watch. If you guys remember last year, uh, preseason, um, I went to the open training. I don't know if you guys remember that. I came on. I yeah. came on the, the yeah, after that. Um. I remember I told you guys that they were doing like so they were crossing the ball into the box and I think it was Tammy, Giroud, and Batshuayi were mm-hmm. um, finishing. And listen, I've not played to any particularly high standard, um, but these guys were finishing unopposed, like unopposed, and they were missing hey. the majority of them. Only Giroud hey. was only Giroud was putting them in. But Jerry, um, you, you don't you didn't have you don't have much to compare it to. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's just training. Maybe on in training it's not that serious, and people just do it, and it's just like an exercise to continue to get like. Maybe you're not supposed to be clinical, but I get it. the fact that you're bringing that back up. This is the second point you're bringing. You're bringing that back up. I'm just saying, let it go. I get my it. point. No, my my point was uh, like his execution um, is like his strike his ball striking execution. Um, just it's not it's not consistent. It's not consistent yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah ball striking is very yeah. very just not of the standard. Just yeah. not of the standard. That's why Tommy is very good at instinct finishes. Yeah. But when he's when he's when he's like put in on goal, or he has a bit of time to think about it, it that's why he just he just fluffs it, okay. like and it, yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's it's, it's not good enough in my opinion. But yeah, so, so two players, unless Chevy, you want to talk about anything bad, but there's two players that I wanted to talk about in Sterling and then Gallagher. Um, yeah. So do you want? Can we talk about that? Can we move on to that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so in terms of Sterling, because he's been, like, almost promoted this preseason as, yeah, this is someone, if there's anyone on outskirts that might get, you know, used during the season, it might be Dujon Sterling. So um, how did you respond to his match? What do you think? Um, I thought it was decent. I don't think he was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was, like, and I don't think it was bad, but mm-hmm. I don't think he was, like, he didn't, he didn't, stick out to me like right like he needs to go in but one thing i always say is um I just haven't analyzed him he does seem to have um some really good attributes so like his stature he seems he's quite quick mm-hmm. um he's tall fast so and he seems t- um, pretty technically decent as well i'm very composed there was one situation whereby they tried to press us um in a corner and he kept the ball really well he was really composed so he does seem to have um some really good attributes i've got time to see him again like I wouldn't mind him um, coming in and giving giving him some time, you know, um, and analyzing him again. Yeah. But um, in terms of the Bournemouth game in isolation, I don't think he was he was anything. What, like, what, do, you, what do you think, Jerry, about um, Dujon? Um, so I I like I liked his attributes. So he's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. He, he seems like he's got a good touch. Um, when he steps out from the back, um, he seems confident enough. He's quick. Um, I think because obviously he started as the right centre back. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not too familiar with him in the academy, but I believe he played right wing back most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, he did. 
Um, and even Reese, when when Reese went into that right centre back position, uh, it took a while for him to 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 kind of get into it. Um, so, I I and obviously it's preseason as well. Um, so I was conscious of that. Um, I do you know what I I want to keep him around. You yeah. Know, I, I I I'm hoping he stays in the squad. Um, because I think if if he can get into the groove and play some games and and get up to it. I think we'll have. A, he's a good weapon to have, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because it's interesting because um, Fabrizio he was saying Chelsea are going to do something on that right side or whatever, and we were linked with Hakimi. Obviously, um, now we're linked with Kunde, but we've already got Reese James there. Hudson Doyle is playing right wing back. So far, it looks like he, that might be a position he's contesting for. Aspi, we've seen him play right wing back too. So Sterling, it looks like a pretty kind of, you know, there's a lot of bodies there. So I'm not even sure if he's going to stick around, but he may do because I know that in one of the preseason games, he played on the left wing back position. But just in terms of the game, for me, I think he was a bit rough. Um, even the bit that you said that where he was composed to keep the ball, I think he overdid it. I don't think he, I think he got into himself into a situation that he didn't really need to get himself into. Um, a couple of challenges he dove into was great. I know it's preseason, um, but I, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I might be. No, I knew it was that. Yeah. Um, and then Gallagher. Gallagher's another hopeful. Um, I've been hearing people saying that, you know, he's better than this player, he's better than that player. And to be fair, from I'll give my opinion quickly, the energy he showed, don't forget, he lasted the 90 minutes. I think Tuchel trusted him to stay on because... I think he's one of these guys like Mount that just has so much energy. The energy he showed was good, and I know that Tuchel would love that, but I think he had a bad game. <laughs> Obviously, there was that chance where um, for Bournemouth, where David Brooks put it to the side of the net, but it was one-on-one, and it was after, um, I think, even Gallagher overcomplicated. It maybe Loftus-Cheek didn't do the biggest favour with that knockdown, but he had a bad challenge to... And I just genuinely didn't think he looked too good. What was your thoughts on Gallagher? If you love listening to us here on Touchline Frackers, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no place better to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the programme, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to a community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about our favourite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the programme is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Yeah, I don't think he had a good game. But to be fair with Gallagher, I, like, I, I, I don't actually see like what's... I don't know. I don't know if there's like particularly a hype around him, but I don't really see. Yeah. Like you know, I don't see what's special about him. Like he, he seems pretty normal to me. Like even I watched him a couple of games at West Brom, 
um, throughout last season, and yeah, like he just just seems like a normal player to me. Yeah, like, just... I, I, so so yesterday it didn't really surprise me that he didn't have a great game because mm. for me he's just a normal player. So yeah, yeah, I've I've had the same the same. Uh, so I saw some of his goals in the championship last year, mm. and I was like I was like oh okay, um, but. I mean, on further viewing, he's got a good. I feel. I feel like he's got a good strike. Um, but in general play, I don't. I don't know if he brings something that we don't have. Um, yeah. And obviously, that that's the issue in the Chelsea midfield right now. Yeah. We've got a lot of players um, and not not that many spots. Yeah. So so Gallagher, I think he he might be agreeing to go and load. Maybe it was after that match that they just made the final decision. But yeah, I he, think he's going to Palace. Yeah, he might be going to Palace. So. Ziyech, 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 supposed to be one of the, the main signings for, for last season. Um, how do you think he played? And we'll start with you, Shemi, again. I think he was very impressive. He looked very yeah. sharp. Okay. Probably one of the probably the one of the better players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his creativity. Um, his weight of pass for a couple of chances. One for Tam, I think for Tammy. Well, yeah, both of them for Tammy was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see that. Way of pass is something that I really like. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, he had a really good game. It, it was the it was good to see that creative um spark from him. Um, and it wasn't just coming from crosses, which mm-hmm. is what we saw last season. Um, he actually tried to do a bit more. Um, you know, he tried to do a bit more variation in his game, which was good. So, yeah, I, he he was he was really good. He he was good. Good watch. What um what about you? Jerry Fizic. So I have a slightly different. Uh, That's <laughs> good. That's what we're here. Um, so I think that my problem with Ziyech is he either does his execution is either flawless or mm-hmm. terrible. He, he can't find. It seems like he can't find consistency all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember he had a great pass to put um, Hudson Doy through. Yeah. Um, a few good balls um, in around the box. It's just when he gets when he gets uh, in around the box, um, the whole the whole stadium knows he's going to shoot before he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's too slow. Um, he, t- he has like a really long wind up, which is um, most why most of his shots get blocked. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, he had a, he had a few chances, a few snapshots, um, and obviously it's preseason and he's still still um, finding his rhythm. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think he played any international football over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he will last at Chelsea. Being honest with you, um, I hear you. I hear you. But just in terms of the game, I, I know you're unloading your whole opinion on Ziyech. And you... <laughs> no, okay. So part of the reason why it happened in the game, yeah. so there was a time when he got the ball and he was on the on his right, so he was on the right hand side of the, the box, mm-hmm. and then he just. Like the defender knew he was going on his left mm-hmm. and just stepped across, took the ball off them. And the commentator was like, Yeah, Ziyech, you I think he said you gotta go on your right or even faint to go on your right, at least sometimes, mm-hmm. um, just so that they don't always know where you're going. And I f- he has no post moves. He has no no post moves. Um, yeah, no post moves. And I feel like in the Premier League, especially in his position, um, if your execution isn't what it needs to be, um, when he gets the ball in those tight areas, he doesn't doesn't always bring much. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I think he'll be a good player in, in another league, but he'll be one of those guys who kind of have like a stop start, stop start, and then just leave Chelsea randomly. All right. Definitely created the best opportunities in the game, though. I know, but I'm still not <laughs> having it. Yeah, I could tell that if, 
it feels like you've got an agenda against him, but look, I'm not one to yeah. just to put an agenda, but you definitely have an agenda. But <laughs> Pulisic. Yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> Pulisic, what do you think Pandemic about Pandemic P. Pandemic P. Right, so since you've come in, what do you think about him playing? Now, listen, don't bring the baggage of the, the two seasons or whatever into this. Try to be objective. Just in terms of the game, we'll get onto your general opinion later, but in terms of the game, how do you think it is? Um, I feel like he struggled to have an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the first players back, and obviously he's 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 played for the USA. Yeah. Um, I just oh, with Pulisic, I, I I can't even say anything because you you lot say it's an agenda, but no, say say what you want to say. It's cool. I'm 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 always waiting for more. Mm. Um. The, the the player I saw in lockdown um, surprised me honestly, um, and I think with players like this, um, their talent is there. Definitely, he's the he's a he's a fantastic talent, but um, talent means nothing if you can't uh, execute consistently. And I think um, consistency for a young player is one of the one of the things that make you an established first-team player. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you look at Pulisic's minutes um, over the past uh, few seasons, um, he kind of flattered to deceive a little bit. I, and told I, felt, you, I told you you'd bring in the whole season. I just, uh, okay, okay. It's, linked, it's linked, it's linked, okay, it's linked, okay. it's linked. And I felt going into this season, it, like he's Captain America now. He awarded the, the, the America jump at the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. He went away, he won the Champions League with Chelsea, went away with America, won the CONCACAF Cup. Was that, was that what it was? Gold Cup, Gold Cup. Gold Which Cup, gold, gold Cup. Um, he was clutch for them. I thought, okay, you know what? He's ready. He's mature, going to come back. Um, didn't see, it's only first game. I didn't see that so much. Um, I am, like, I, I, need, I need more from him. I do need more from him. Right. Um, I, 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 I want a big season for him. Right. Shemi, what do you think about Pulisic? Um, that game, and then you can bring his life story into it, like Jerry did. Okay. Uh, just standard Pulisic that we've seen over the past, what, I don't know, six, six months or so. So what is standard Pulisic? So, it's yeah, over, so over the past, over the past six months, six to eight months, just yeah. been couple, couple dribbles here and there, mm-hmm. not really impact the game. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go through large parts of the game and just forget he's there, really. Yeah. Um, and that was it against Bournemouth. I honestly, I, I think, I think partly part of the reason why, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of our majority of our play did come down the right hand side. Yes. But um, but yeah, like I just went through the game and I completely thought he was playing. Honestly, did he did he come off? At, was he one of the ones that come off at half time? Uh, listen, I'm with you, man. I don't even know. Whenever, but yeah, like yeah, whenever he touched the ball, I was like, ghost. Yeah, whenever you touch the ball, I was thinking, oh shit, you're playing. So, yeah. And that's like, this is not new. It's not pre season. We've seen this before. So, it's an interesting one because even I watched the game again and I was taking notes on the players. And I think I said, the only thing I noted down was that that one time when he received the ball, he should have done better. Um, yeah. 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 And then he, he, tried, I- he tried to run in like past players, but maybe it's because it's pre season, even the. The dribbling looked cumbersome, but yeah, what was you gonna say, Shami? I was just gonna say, yeah, like it, it, it's, it really boggles my mind here. Yeah, Cause okay, we finished been here what a year and a half now? More than, than a year. More than a year, yeah. Two, and like I've kind of oh, basically two years. And I've kind of like 
I've studied like the fan base and I've seen how like much of a support he, he ha- how much of a support base he has. Yeah. Obviously, which is which is been sent from America or whatever. But like, why is it so crazy that when like we kind of like take these things out, like we're mad or like opposition fans don't get what we're saying, which is fair enough. Opposition don't watch us as much as we do. But like it's like even within the own Chelsea fan base, it's like it's, it's as if we're the only ones that kind of see Pulisic for this. I think and it's like what what do people watch? Like honestly like Apart from, I'm not even trying to just turn this into like a. I'm not even trying to bash him. Like, you said really, you said I brought my baggage. I'm not even trying. Yeah, yeah. Let me not. Let me not. Go on. Go on. I, I don't. I don't think I haven't bashed Pulisic. I don't think it's since the been out. Like I pulled. I pulled him up. I pulled him up when he's like not played well in that. But mm-hmm. I just. I just don't get why. When like I've seen Chelsea, Hour particularly get a lot of kind of stick for like pointing some of these things out, and it's just like. I have eyes. Like when I watch the game, this is what this is what we see. Like I, I don't get why a lot oh, of it is, Shemi. Like I, I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't focus on the backlash from tweets because I think every single player has their hives. So yeah, no matter what player you put out, there's gonna be the people that hate them and then love them, and they're gonna be the one that's gonna is they're gonna get irate and they're gonna you know they're gonna voice their opinion. Um, with Pulisic, it's a weird one. Like. <laughs> Like people loved William. Let's re- let's remind that. Like rival fans loved William. And another with, criminal. Yeah, and with pandemic P lockdown, he, he was super. He did put the team on our backs, and he is a good one-on-one dribbler when he's on his game. And I think this. Uh, let's be honest. Like he's probably our best one-on-one dribbler by far. In, yeah, in, yeah, in, best dribbler. Yeah. yeah, best one-on-one dribbler by far. So. I get why he's got a fan base. It's just that he hasn't put his game fully together like he did in lockdown or post-lockdown um, for long. That was the only kind of time he's put it together. I remember he had another Purple Patch. We even called him Purple Patch Fully. He's got so many different <laughs> nicknames and they're all alliteration with P, but it's all alluded to the fact that he doesn't put form together. And yeah, like that game in preseason again, it's preseason, so we don't want to judge too harsh, but yeah, I didn't really see much from him. Uh, so Alonso, we've spoken about a little bit. I don't think we need to cover it, but I think he he reminded me that <laughs> I don't like him. Alonso needs to score another banger because if he doesn't soon, everyone's going to yeah. win. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that banger <laughs> yeah. will last for like at least two months and everyone will forget how shitty he is. He needs to score another banger. But, oh, but moving on quickly to Drinkwater, someone called him um, Perlo. Um and I've seen on the timeline certain people saying, listen, it might be a drink court, uh, remontada. Um, it was against Arsenal and Chelsea. Nah, I saw a training me. clip. I saw a training clip. I'll post it on the Chelsea Hour account. And he did the mad skill. He did it like it was it was name, it was Mbappe or Neymar-esque. And do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny? Yeah. So d- during the game, um, someone did like a mad turn on the ball. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, who's that? Drink and court. then I saw. I saw the numbers. Like, oh, please don't let that be drink water. I was like, that can't be drink water. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what he's on now, but listen, he's putting himself in the shop window. That's, that's I don't, all you can ask for. I don't dislike drink water like a lot of Chelsea fans dislike drink water. I think one of the reasons why I don't dislike him is he's not affecting the lineup. If I think there's a bad player in the lineup, like when Bakayoko was still at Chelsea and he was getting in the lineup, I hated him. <laughs> I hated him because it was like you're a liability central, and I hated him. But as soon as he went on loan, 
then I could like him again. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he's not affecting my, my Saturday, mm. my weekends. Um, and I think with Drinkwater, he just hasn't done much to me for me to dislike him. Um, but to be, on, to be honest, yeah, what, one thing I will say is that if you watch drink, watching Drinkwater at Leicester, mm-hmm. like, he's always been... He's always been a very good passer. Like, I don't know why people are shocked. Like, he yeah, was getting balls to Jamie Vardy into the yeah. channel for fun. And that's yeah. how Vardy was getting a lot of his goals. He's always been technically very good, quite good on the ball, technically yeah. assured and astute. Um, so, like, none of this stuff is surprising to me. But for yeah. me, I think I have, I, I'm not, I'm, as a disclaimer, I'm not really having him. Yeah, I don't think he's at our level. But one thing I would say is that, like, um, I don't, he doesn't look like he can get about the pitch, like, he looks like he's put on a little bit and he's very sl- he's quite slow too mm. um so i'm not sure i'm not really having this quote unquote remontada because i think if he was if he was put into the team and like played i don't know let's just say play premier game or whatever i think mm. he'd really struggle to get to get to grips with that that so, field and really cover some ground in my opinion so you've got zero stocks in drink water jerry how many stocks couple cheeky um, ones no, I've been confused since the moment we signed him. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. All right, so moving on, let me find any other players that might be controversial. Lewis Baker. No, no, Baker we, we want to do bad. We want to do bad. We want to do bad. So, listen, I don't, I'm not trying to lead. People are accusing me as a host of leading, but yeah, I don't. No, I don't. But before we, focus, we before we focus on the players that have done well, let's talk about RLC in that game. How do you think he did, Jerry? Um, so I could see he was trying, like I said mm-hmm. before. Um, I feel like he was just a bit, um, just a bit rusty, just a bit, he's kind of getting into his groove. Um, he had a few good runs, um, a few of those trademark powerful runs where he was, um, fouled. And I, I feel like after that, after that time he got fouled, he kind of got up and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm strong. I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he needs, honestly, I've, I feel like all he needs is luck, just a, a bit of luck to go his way because um, yeah. it's, it's all been going against him. Um, so what would you say, good game, bad game? Um, like I tweeted, he didn't do any his chances any harm, but I don't think he put himself ahead of anyone else. Fair enough. Good wrap-up. Shemi, what do you think about ROC's coming in? Yeah, well, in, in, in the ball game? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Jerry basically hit, hit the nail on head. I won't echo too much. Okay. I, I think he wrapped up nicely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For for my my point of view, the first time I watched it, I liked his performance just because I know with RLC, a lot of the time off the ball, I see him walking around, not on his toes, not ready to react, not running to to receive the ball. And I think in this game, particularly when he was moved back into midfield, so like Gallagher had a horrible game, but second half when Barkley and Loftus came on, obviously both of them probably want to be in and around Chelsea. They probably want to stay. So they're probably going to, you know, try to score a goal or do something good attacking-wise. And I think they left kind of like Gallagher out to dry. And I've, I've always felt that one of the reasons why um, under Sari he did well is because Sari had him playing deeper. Whereas there's so many times watching RLC in the past, RLC likes to stand in attack, waiting for the ball to come to him. And I think he's so much better when he's in the thick of it and what was good about that game, watching it, is because Gallagher was getting swamped, one of them had to come back and stay back and help him. And um, RLC came back because RLC, I'm not going to lie, in attack, he wasn't doing much. I think Barkley had a better game than him. In general, we'll get, we'll get on to Barkley. But, but then when RLC came back alongside Gallagher, I thought he did really well in terms of 
um, offering himself at a pass like a, those type of midfielders would do. He was very economic with his passes, very kind of assured. He used his body physicality. But I really do like, I, I know I've said before that I prefer an attack, but I like him deeper. And I like the fact that he seems to want to run more off the ball. Um, so that's me on ROC. If there's nothing else from you guys on ROC, we'll move on to Barkley. Um, and we'll start with you, Shemi. How do you think Barkley did? Yeah, I thought I thought he he done he done pretty well. Yeah. Um, he contributed to the attack really well. Yeah. Um, got an assist for Brohas, I think it was. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he he he's he done well. He's done well. Um, I was kind of I'm not gonna lie, second half I zoned out a little bit. Fair but from what, I, from what I saw when he was on the ball, he was contributing really well. Um, and he didn't do his chances any harm. So yeah. I I thought he looked heavy, but. And yeah, I, I was gonna say that actually. He looks very heavy. He looks. He looks it's heavy. the alcohol. It's the that. Yeah, he looks heavy, the man. alcohol, man. I'm scared. And it's ruining. It's you're ruining it in it, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. What do you think about Barkley? Um, oh, Rasta Boss Barkley. <laughs> Are you gonna bring uh, a whole history into it? <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, I thought he was okay. Um, yeah. I thought when he so when he came on. Um, we were kind of in the ascendancy um, and he, he contributed to that. The assist for Bro, Brojo's Bro, yeah. goal um, was Baba Ramon. Um, yeah, it was it was um, Ike's goal that Barkley assisted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, listen, I, I think we all know Ross Barkley very well. We, we all know his strengths. We all know his weaknesses. Um, Don't do that We all. Do you know what I hate? This is a pet peeve of mine. And I get it for when people tweet the Chelsea account when someone like people have diverse opinions and people are like, oh, we all we all think this. No, we don't all think this. Uh, um, okay, let Dan. Okay, I'm a I'm a religious listener of Chelsea, all right. What you wanna say? Don't say what you wanna say. I, I know I know Bross is your guy. I just I I, I need you to explain to me why. And just for my own peace of mind, I need you to explain Fair what you see in Ross Barkley. So even like this game showed it. I think this game showed it. I, he, he is heavy. He looks very heavy on the ball. Even at Aston Villa, especially that post-injury. But I, I think even before, he looks a lot heavier. But what I like about Ross is he always attempts creative stuff. And what where people see, oh, he's overthinking it, he's taking too many um, touches. Like, one of the reasons why people, people are dying for creative players at Chelsea. And it's because, really and truly, a lot of the Chelsea players just pass to the side and, and just do what is expected. Whereas Ross Barkley tries the unexpected. And I think even yesterday where he looked unfit, I feel like he still looked a, a lot better than a lot of players. Now, loads of people have stocks in RLC and RLC is my guy, but Barkley played better than RLC. Do you know what I'm saying? If there's just going off of performance, if, you was to if I was to say, okay, cool, one player should stay around, it'd probably be, well, I don't know. The thing is with Barkley, he looks so unfit. I'm not going to lie. But just on performance, it'll be Barkley. So... Yeah, like, I think, I just, like, I don't mind, like, even with Jorginho, like, I think what happens is with fans so much, and I get, because fans are emotional, so it's a human thing where someone can do so many good things, but people focus on the bad. Take Jorginho, he's good defensively, he's good, but people won't say he's good defensively, and I'll get onto that, but he's good defensively, he's good possession-wise, obviously he's good at penalties, he's got, like, the, the stamina, not the stamina, he might not have, you know what I'm saying, that athleticism, but he's running from the beginning to the end. He's covering so much pitch, but also the attitude and all of that and the leadership and the ownership 
and despite fans booing him, he comes back. So there's all of that good thing, but all people can see is focus on, oh, he gets dribble parts. And to me, that's ridiculous. And I feel like with Hudson Odoi, it's another thing. It's like Hudson Odoi, Hudson Odoi, uh, like under Lampard, Lampard challenging, be more defensive. He did that. Um, in terms of creative creativity, we all know he's creative now. Thanks to Chessy Alm Media Machine, we've been doing this since 2019. Everybody knows that it's creative. Um, in terms of he can dribble past players, but he doesn't dribble past players one-on-one often enough. And that's all people focus on. This is a player that isn't playing on the left. He's playing on the right, which isn't his main position. But people seem to just zero in on the negatives of players. Whereas me, I'm always, okay, cool. What's your net positive bring to the team? And I think with Barkley, like think about when Barkley's been at Chelsea. How many players have we had at Chelsea that is more creative than Ross Barkley? So when you ask me why I always defend Ross Barkley, it's like, look around. There's no other creative players in the team and you want to kill the one creative we have. So yeah, that's that's my explanation if you understand it. I could I could feel your passion coming through there, Dan. Listen, yeah, I think I think I think I I've given up with Barkley. So I just it's, it's I think... fine. Yeah, it's fine. I've I've given up too, and it's more it's more like I feel like he's still a good player, and I feel like he's moved to Newcastle, whatever. It's cool, but I just feel like he needs an intervention, man, because I think the alcohol thing is crazy, and I feel like he's even getting to that point now where. Do you know, like when you see Gaza when he's old, even when you're watching the tapes yeah, back, Gaza's yeah. mad heavy, and like he's getting to that point, um, even like a Rooney and stuff like that. And it's sad to see because I still think he's a good talent. But um, we'll move on to other players. So Baba Rama, we talked about Baba Rama, and he had the assist. Does anyone feel like maybe he should stick around? I was, I, I was happy. So. Um, one thing I did notice is he literally got the ball, looked up and played a cross. It was very, very simple, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a good cross as well. Um, I think, I, th- I think that's, a, a, that's what we miss in a lot of our attackers, yeah. just making a decision and executing it calmly. Like, um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't, I haven't seen him enough to be honest with you. It's um, interesting because he played in Germany and obviously too cool managed in Germany so I'm not sure maybe he's seen more of Baba Rahman but one of the things when we bought him and I didn't know this but the commentator was saying this during the game is that apparently he had the most accurate crosses in the Bundesliga and volume of accurate crosses too and that's why we bought him in the first place and that cross a lot of people was giving Brozio credit for the goal that cross was amazing yeah and like he saw it and he executed it so quickly but the thing is with preseason is that People already know who they like a lot of the time. And if they see someone that they don't like do something good, they just want to discredit it. But I think that was an amazing cross. Shemi, what's your thoughts on, on Baba? Yeah, man, I haven't re- I haven't watched him enough, honestly. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Um, but he's really good. And he seems pretty quick too. Yeah. Like he seems technically quite good, but honestly, I haven't watched enough of him to, to say, yeah. man. Um, so, and he's been here since, what, 2015, so if he hasn't got a chance. Really stick around, huh? Yeah, he hasn't got a chance. What I'll say is, it's like, we swear, yeah. we see with Martinez at Arsenal, like, he was there for seven mm, years. For time, yeah. And then sometimes in people's heads, you're just a backup, and so he stayed a backup, and Baba Rahman, I think, out of all our left-backs, he's definitely had something to offer, but I don't think we'll get that chance again, but we'll move on, because we need to kind of you know, wrap this up. So onto the kind of really, really good. I'm not going to talk about Kepa. Um, I want to talk about Trevor Chalabar. I really liked his performance. He was probably my favourite performance out of all of them. 
um, just because he seemed so assured and he's got physicality, he didn't put a foot wrong. And some of the passes he was making was great. I'm talking about forward passes. And I'm, I'm picking up loads of stock in, in Trevor. Here. Same here, same here. Yeah, talk to me about Trevor. Um, so I, I kept an eye on him uh, in his time at Lorient. Um, and he was, I, th- I believe he was playing the, I think, I think he was playing DM for them um, majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's, he's composed on the ball. He's got a good touch. He's strong, mm-hmm. quick, good in tackle. Um, honestly, I, so while I was watching him, it was Lorient, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, while I was watching him, I was kind of thinking, you, you know what, we could do with a player like him. I don't know how much game time he'll get. I don't know what Tuchel's plans for him are, but I definitely think he's one to watch. I want him to stay around. I was super impressed. And it's not just, he he seemed, and we'll go on to Baker too, but it seemed like the occasion didn't overawe him. Yeah. The mad composed, he seemed like he belonged. Um, yeah, so super impressed. I feel like he's immense. I want him to stay. I, I really, if there's anyone in the outskirts, I kind of want to stay at this point, it's him. All right, so we'll move on to another well, we haven't talked about Malang Sar. Now, he's a, a weird one because allegedly Tuchel wants a left-sided centre-back for the back three. Malang Sar is a left-sided centre-back. Malang Sar has acceleration. He's got, he, he looks a little bit like Kante build-wise. Fast, like proper good acceleration and strong. Like, I saw a video with him and Zuma and Zuma couldn't take, you know, the barges from him. So, what do you think about Malang Sar? Is there an outside chance that you you think he's going to stay and do you want him to stay? Jerry? Um, with Malang, um, so I was, I was kind of watching his side because um, I, was, I was kind of curious to see like what he would offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, if we weren't signed in, signing or if we weren't linked with Kunde and mm-hmm. um, we didn't already have like five centre-backs on our books, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he would stick around. But I, I kind of feel like he's one of those signings that Chelsea make um, because the opportunity is there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was actually an actual plan for integration, mm-hmm. um, but he 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 seems um, good on the ball. He's he's quick. Um, I I I think I need to see him a bit more to to make a judgment on him. But um, yeah, I think he'll be going out on loan on another loan. Shemi, what do you think about the performance of Malang? Seems all right. Um, I think when he got the ball, he looked pretty assured. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like the idea of a left foot centre back. Mm-hmm. So I honestly wouldn't mind him sticking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think he had a decent performance. Um, but as Jerry said, the fact that we're looking at Kunde, it kind of suggests that he won't get an opportunity. So again, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like one of those signings whereby there was not really a plan for him, and just like apparently he didn't play much in in um for Porto either. Yeah, yeah, he, he was trading Champions League, so it's just yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Only 17 foreign players can, can stick around too. So we'll, we'll watch that situation. And then Baker, we went to talk about him earlier. Baker, it was interesting because there was this behind closed doors match. And like when the formations came out, or when the people from each side came out, it's like, who's playing where? And it was so confusing. And then to see Baker come out in this match and he played in the centre of defence, I don't think he's played there much. Definitely not in the adult game. Maybe at youth because everyone plays everywhere in youth. 
But um, obviously, someone mentioned that in midfield he was bad. But Baker, for me, was a metronome. I think Baker was impressive, not just on the ball, but defensively too, which was crazy for me. Like, he was going in for headers. Obviously, like, he was doing last-ditch challenges. Like, he was really impressive for me. What did you think about it, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. I um I was of the same opinion. Um like you see him fly into tackle and you'd be like, Well, how did how did he get back there? Yeah. Um I, I think it, there were there were times where he was kind of at, at sea with his positioning, um, but that's to be expected for a, a central midfielder playing in um in the in the centre back. But the one concern I I do have about him is he looks um I don't think he can run. I don't think he, he looks like he, it looks like he's really struggling to get his body moving. Um, mm. a, a lot of injuries will do that to you. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think he's one of our longest serving players um, currently, currently in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know where he goes from here, to be honest. All right. Jimmy, on, on Baker, what do you think about the performance? Yeah, good performance, man. Um, he was solid at the back. Um, he made a really good couple, couple good last six tackles. Um, and obviously, I think the commentators highlighted it. I think um, when when we was in possession, he would step into the field. Yeah. Um, so I think there was a little bit of a tactical kind of element to his inclusion. But yeah, yeah he had a good game. But I, I really don't know where he goes from there. Like, I can't believe what. How long is his contract? Like, how is it not? How is he not run down his contract at well, the club? I, I think he's been renewed as well. Along the way, he's been renewed. And to be fair, like yeah, that's it, crazy. But again, I don't, for me, that's a good thing. Like, that's a career. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if he wasn't at Chelsea, maybe he's at, what, League One level? He's been all maybe. over. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, like, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. I, so, a lot of the time I see it as Chelsea looking after these players. But Baker doesn't seem to be mm. happy. I don't know if you guys remember, there was some, one time they did a kind of photo shoot um, at the beginning of the season, and Baker didn't look happy at all. And there's, there's rumours as well. And I don't know, this is... I don't know if I should say it on here, but yeah, he's definitely not happy about the kind of lone army. And I think with a lot of the exodus of young players, allegedly they're getting guidance from a lot of the older players that have their careers haven't gone well and saying, just just cut, just leave. Otherwise you will be like me in seven years on eight different loads, et cetera, et cetera. But I think he did really well. Like he really shocked me. And I remember Clark Sorter came on and he's got a different, uh, a similar profile to, to Baker. And then I was watching the second half thinking, right, you're playing a lot worse. Then I realised there was Clark Sauer. And I was thinking, oh, actually, that's how well Baker done. I could literally tell the difference in, in terms of defending. But finally, the final guy I want to talk about is Hudson-Odoi. And Hudson-Odoi is interesting because he played right wing back. And I think he played well. So we'll get onto that. But also, a lot of people don't like the fact that he played right wing back. So talk to me about his performance and talk to me if you are happy with seeing Baker at right wing back. And um, we'll start with you, Jerry. Um, so with Hudson-Odoi, um, uh, I'm a fan. I think he played... I think he was one of our better players in the game. Um, a lot of creativity, a lot of opportunities came through him. Um, the one where he put Pulisic through comes mm-hmm. to mind. Um, and I think he he started off... I feel like he he, he, he grew into the game and he was... He was taking people on. He was gaining confidence. Um, we've all heard, well, you know, like we've all heard, but um, 
I've heard the reports about him being like fit and impressing. Um, and he's back. Apparently, he's back to peak physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, having a lot of people were looking at the game to see what he, he could do. Um, and I think he showed um, classic Hudson Adore, um, the passing range, the vision. I think I like like a lot of Chelsea fans. I'm left um, wanting more because. I know he can, I know he can, um, he has the composure and he can, you know, shift the yard. And I've seen him do, a, 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 I've seen him do these things at youth level uh, mm-hmm. and be more of a goal threat. Maybe that's because he was playing on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's in there. Um, I just, I want him to, I, I want him, when Tuchel said uh, no more hiding, I, I agreed. I want him, I want him to be the guy. I want to take, I want to take it by the scruff of the neck. Maybe he's not that type of player, but for me, if I was him and I saw the main thing Chelsea needed was someone to, to take, to take games by the scruff of the neck and, and try and impact them. I'll maybe not change my game completely, but try and add elements of that to my game. What elements um, you feel like he's add? So I feel like he, when when he's in attacking areas and there's space to 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 run into, whether that be he's like two on two or one on one, I want him to take responsibility um, because I mean he like his finishing is it, it, it's good it's enough. enough. It, it, I don't it's think it's good enough. No, I, I think it's good enough where he should he should, like I don't think it's that bad where he should not shoot at all. Um, and for for me, it seems like. Shooting is always a last resort. I'll only shoot if I absolutely mm, have to. I agree. And, I and, 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 and as, much, as much as, like, always going for the shot makes you predictable, never shooting also makes you predictable. Um, so I, 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 feel, I, I feel like with all these issues, he was, he was still one of our best players, still created a lot of chances. Mm. Um, but if he's the elite talent that we, we all say he is, then I feel like a lot of these excuses need, we need to stop making them. For, what what excuses though? So, so here's what I'll say. I'll say, I'll say this. All right. Uh, let me take the floor. I'm, I'm not getting defensive, by the way. Just my tone of voice seems angry, but it's not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I was listening to another podcast and Daniel Sturridge was talking on it. And obviously Daniel Sturridge came through as a striker. In youth level, it's not as competitive for places. That's because, you know what I'm saying, you're, you're probably like the king of the hill. So you get to play where you want. And Sturridge talked about how, obviously at youth level, he always plays striker, et cetera, et cetera. He comes to Chelsea and he has to play the wing. And he plays on the right because he's left footed cutting in. And he talked about how, having to learn how to play that position on the job. And never having to have to develop that actually, I need to use, I need to be able to shoot with my right foot. I need to do different things or whatever, use my right foot more when you're playing in the right wing. And so he said he had to develop that on the job. And he said that he became better at it. But I think what pe- a lot of people don't realize for players is like, it's different, not just in terms of the level that you're playing at, but you, you play a certain position all the time. And then you get moved when you're at adult level to a whole nother thing. So I see Hudson Adoy, he doesn't, when you say that he's the last resort is shooting, I agree when he's on the right, but I see so many times on the left, all he wants to do is cut in and shoot. And so I feel like people need to be humble in terms of um, Hudson Adoy. And like even, I think Sancho is the good one to, to compare him to because when you see Sancho on the right, and his ability of shooting is completely different to Sancho on the left. And because Sancho 
went to Dortmund and they gave him that left berth and he could be the Sancho more than he was at youth level. Um, and, and when you compare both of their youth numbers, I think it was like Sancho scored 20 goals in 33 games um, and 17 assists. And then Hudson was suffering like 58 games and he scored like 28, like so half, one in two. And then he got like 17 assists or something like that as well. So he got like, and that was on the left. He's had to adjust his game to the right. So where a lot of people are saying this and that, I feel like people don't appreciate what he brings to the right. This is a guy that's fantastic on both flanks. Yes, he's not a goal scorer. And yes, he, he's not confident shooting on the right as much as he is on the left, but he's not playing in his best position. And I think that people just, again, throw that out of the water. Again, this guy has come back from like an Achilles injury. He's still, you look at all the, listen, Chelsea, our media machine, we've been doing this since 2019. In terms of the per 90s, and I, I had to pull it out this week, but in terms of the per 90s, he's showing how creative he is on that. And it, you're saying that, oh, if we think he's this big player, he's this big talent and he's showing this this big talent. Over the past two years, and obviously since Lampard has come in, that's when the youth kind of ex, um, have been allowed to flourish. Over the past two years, Mount has the most assists at Chelsea in the league with 10. And I put this on a Chelsea Hour account. The second person with the most assists is Hudson Doyle with eight. Mount has played almost 6,000. Hudson has played under 2,000 minutes. He, do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes you can just, again, it's like when you ask me, what do I like about Barkley? People just underappreciate what is actually happening. Hudson Doyle is mad creative. He's not a goal scorer on the right. That's okay. He's not, the right hasn't been his default position. The left has. And everyone would want in this one-on-one. I feel like, like, I don't understand why you're pushing this onto him. He's not that type of player. That's just my Listen, listen I, 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 I agree with you. Um, he's not this one-on-one, like, drill past five guys and, and put it in. What I'm talking about is when, in, when a game situation develops where, let's say we have a two-on-two and the other two passes aren't on. We're now in a situation where we're just not going to score because it's, you're saying it's not his game it's not his game but I'm talking about the when it breaks for him I'm, that's where you expect him to do something where he's uh, one-on-one of a fullback in the box and so I just feel like those times he leaves you wanting more but, um, but I, I just think what my thing is I feel like there's what more than one way to skin a cat and I Shemi you remember I said this with you on a patron and everyone just wants people to beat players to make something happen but with Hudson Odoi, what he likes to do is he likes to unbalance players. And you don't necessarily need to go past the player to make something happen. A lot of, if you watch, go back and watch a lot of these goals, they come back not from him going past the player, but he's almost like tempting them. Come, either come to me, I'm either going to go past you or, you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to cross or I'm going to shoot. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like people are just so obsessed with going past the player and I don't get it when he's so productive at this point. People act like he's not productive. How is he not productive when he's assisting more, way more than most players in less minutes? And he's playing on the right. So yes, we're not seeing the goal scoring part of his side, but he's playing on the right. So yeah, I don't want to turn this into what, Chelsea Hour. I know what you call it Chelsea Hour, but Shemi, final word on this. Yo, one thing I will say though, I do remember when he first burst on under Sari, mm-hmm. a couple of games when he played on the right and he was, he was shooting and scoring from the right. I do remember not a couple really. of goals came to mind. No, not no, really. there was one. There was one in the. There was one. There was one in the. There was one in the Europa League. Yeah, where he went across the, the goalkeeper, 
there was one um, in the FA Cup too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know it's a small sample size, but I feel like he 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 he's shown he he can do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, and, scored, um, he, is, scored, he scored last season in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, yeah, on the yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he can do it. Like. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I don't think he's fantastic from the right. I think he's he's fantastic from the left, and mm-hmm. um, he he's re, he's good on the right. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong. Listen, we're a far better team than Hazard in the team, and yeah, creativity is his bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's unfair to to kind of encourage him to kind of to to kind of shoot a little I bit more because for me, that's the only thing he's missing. I, I, I think, think I, he gets into he gets into the positions, and I, I, I don't get me wrong. Game. When, yeah, go on. Go on. I think it's unfair. To expect him to be the finished product in this new you know no. no, no, no. Let, me, let, let me finish. Let me let me finish. Like at this point, to understand that actually this isn't his position. So it's like, oh, he's not necessarily great at that. Of course, he's learning on the job. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. To be fair, I'm. Not, I don't. I don't like. I don't really like him playing wing back personally. Like I wish he could play further forward. So like the wing back thing to me, that's. That's that's yeah, I completely agree. But I'm just talking about when he gets into the final third. Well, I'm not talking about wing back. I'm not. I'm not even talking about wing back. I'm talking about being on the we right. Do. I'm talking about being, being on, on the, the right. right. Yeah, on on the right, he developed playing on the left. So this is why he's so mm. natural in terms of cutting in and shooting on the left. On the right, he's not natural in in terms of that. The games that you guys are talking about, Europa League, FA Cup, all of that. People need to understand the difference, the space. Even in the Champions League game that we played with Brent, he ran into space. It's different from when uh, there's, there's men behind you. He doesn't, uh, there's not many times I've ever seen Hudson Odoi just, okay, cool, take it from behind the player and run all the way past the player and shoot. That's not him. And, and, and I think people just. No, no, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, 100%. so like, I think, I think, I think because Hudson Odoi is like, I think for us, we know he's that good in it. And I think we just kind of believe that he can do it. And, but I agree with what you're saying. He, he is he is kind of learning to kind well, of just like... Exactly. And what I'd say is... On, no on one, side. And uh, what I'd say is no one would expect Sancho to do that. I think a lot of people just say, oh, yeah, actually, Sancho can't run past this, but he's got other ways to do it. No one really expects that. But for Hudson to do it, I feel like people are like, no, you've got it. You can do it. So you should do it. But when, it's, when it comes down to it, he's developed his game to a certain way. And I, I, don't think, think, I think part of that is due to... How, how little he's played because I feel like because he's played so little exactly. there's so much misconception on his game people yeah. haven't studied it properly can I quickly ask um, you both a question go ahead yeah, he'll come into the team uh, left wing play well right wing play well and then he's gone do you, do you guys know do you have any idea why have you, can you can you play yeah. devil's advocate give me a reason why I think I think I don't think he's played much at left wing to be fair I think he if he played more at left wing then you'll see more of his goal-scoring side. And I feel like you see with Pulisic, when you're scoring goals, you stay in the team. And I think people don't appreciate the creativity as much as goals. We see it. We see it just in terms of goal-scorer. You're, if you're, you score loads of goals, you're amazing. If you if you get loads of assists and that's all you do, you're not really going to be as, as treasured as much. And, I, and we've just spoken about it. On the right, he's not really a goal-scorer like that. He's still kind of learning on the job to, to try to do that. And he's doing that with off the ball runs, and and I think if it was if we had more games that were like European games and teams weren't sat back and he can run in behind because I feel like actually Hudson Odoi can is really good at running behind. I think that's underrated. But in terms of when teams are sat back and then he has to kind of find the space to shoot, I don't think he's as good at, at, at that yet. And I feel like that's the reason. I feel that's the reason why a lot of 
Hudson Doy fans are dying for him to play on the left because they know that as as good as he can be and as creative as he can be on the right, people aren't going to really respect him until goals come because that's just the way football fandom works. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about, we were going to like quickly talk about the Harlan stuff, but we've been going for about an hour and a half. There is a basically Chelsea are probably still preparing this this <laughs> this transfer bid that they've been preparing since fucking May. Um, but, but my last question was going to be: um, Is are you is any of you happy to go into season with um, no striker signings? No, no, because we well, can't. I'm, I'm, I'm under Brojo, and it's like a new signing. Kind of. <laughs> I'll end it on this with Broja, and I love his performance. Did we talk about Broja's performance? I don't even think we did. No, we, didn't, we didn't. So we can end on Broja's performance. And I think that he did really well in terms of most of the qualities that you'd want from a striker. High pressing, hold up, link up. Um, but one thing is, what, what worries me is, like, obviously Haaland, how old is Haaland? 20? And Haaland yeah. scoring one in one in the German league at 20. Broja was in Holland and he scored one in three, 10, 10 in 30 in Holland. And he's basically age mates with Haaland. So that's a massive drop off. Do you know what I'm saying? So, as much as, as well as he goes, The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club, European champions. Doing the most. True, say that money is power. So when you get money, keep quiet and goes. Goes. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have cops, so I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. And if yeah, yeah, I think squad roll. I think it'll be amazing. Um, and thank you so much, Jerry, for coming on. Shemi, always a pleasure. Chessie, our we will be back with you next week. I need to go and eat, man. I'm hungry, man. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we'll see you soon. That's all. Right. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.